1: Slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed.
0: Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um,
1: with bears and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: All right. Welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers Podcast we'll jump into it special guest today we're now joined by Andy Burcham, the voice of the Auburn Tigers Andy always a pleasure my friend how are you today
0: I'm fine Zach Happy New Year to you and the family and all the folks listening on the podcast my friend
2: hey I appreciate that man I appreciate that I hope yours went uh went very well you spent uh New Year's day calling a bowl game that I can't imagine was a whole lot of fun to call Andy
0: well, it, uh, it was a tough end to a, an odd year of, of Auburn yeah. football, to be sure. Uh, we, we did the game remotely. First time we've done a football game remotely, we, we gathered at Jordan-Hare Stadium to call the game. And um, it, it brought to a close 2020 uh, as far as Auburn football is concerned. And I think everyone involved with the program, hopefully the Auburn fans are very excited about the future with head coach Brian Harson. And uh, the staff that he will bring in and, uh, and hopefully getting that, that done, I would think in short order, when, when I talked to him a couple weeks ago when we sat down for the interview that, that's out there on YouTube and AuburnTigers.com, uh, he said he's, got, he's putting the staff together as soon as possible, but I think he also understood that he has to be patient because I would think that there's probably some coaches that since that time were still coaching out there. We'll wait and see as this staff comes together for Auburn, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, to what the future holds for this Auburn football program.
2: Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But before we move on, I, I want to talk about your, your interview with Harson. but just quickly, just cause I'm curious and I wasn't able to go, but a lot of the times when Auburn plays on a new year's day bowl, a lot of Auburn fans kind of use that as an excuse to have kind of a holiday vacation with their families and meet up with people. Maybe they haven't seen in a while, wherever the bowl game is. Obviously, that wasn't the case this year. How different was it, gearing up and getting ready to call this bowl game, the Citrus Bowl down in Orlando? How different was it this year versus all the other several bowls that you've called in the past?
0: Well, it was different for the players too, Zach. I mean, typically, you know, for a game that would take place on New Year's Day, Auburn would typically be down there either Christmas night or the day after Christmas, right? And would spend the week in this case in Orlando, and practice and, and do some fun things. or a lot of lot of things you can do in Orlando, Florida, to have some fun. Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't do that. I mean, they literally went down the day before the game and came back right after the game. So right. it was really a road trip. For us, it was a very busy time because we had Auburn basketball on the 31st. Mm-hmm. We had Auburn basketball on the 30th at the arena. We had Tiger Talk. The thirty first, we did the game from Jordan Hare Stadium on the first, and then Brad and Sonny Smith and I regathered there at Jordan Hare Stadium to remotely call the Auburn men's basketball game against Texas A and M. So that was very different for us to do two of our half of our broadcasts remotely during that span when typically we are at the site for every one of those games. Was very very different, and but you know what? This has just been a different year, yeah. In in many regards, and if you don't adapt uh, as a result of COVID nineteen, uh, you're you're in a little bit of trouble. And certainly, we have and everyone in all walks of life have been forced to adapt to what the the reality is of, of COVID nineteen.
2: Andy, you mentioned your interview with with Coach Harson. Uh, it was put up, I believe, Monday. We're recording this Tuesday afternoon. I think you put it up yesterday. Uh, about 20 minutes or so of you kind of picking his brain and getting to know him a little bit better. And Andy, it seems like the majority of the Auburn fan base is kind of on this same, this same ride well, as far as it comes with, with Coach Harson, where a lot of people were very unfamiliar with him. Some people didn't even know who he was when the announcement was made and then after the press conference they get a little bit more excited and then after your interview with them they get more excited and you kind of see more and more things and hear more and more things about this guy and it's like oh wow it seems like you know the hire is getting uh, more and more well received as uh, more and more people know about him
0: and w- what was released uh, through youtube and auburntigers.com is about half of the time that we recorded oh wow uh, that day yeah so and i'm i'm planning in the next couple weeks to put together that entire interview and podcast form. Um, so that interview was about 15 or so minutes on YouTube. We recorded for about 28 minutes. Oh, wow. That's that awesome. Day, that, that day at the Harvard Recruiting Center. So there are more things uh, to, to talk about. And and, and I like, like the Auburn family, and everyone else is, is getting to, to learn more about Brian Harson, his family, his coaching style. His um, just his his life in Boise, Idaho. His time as a drag racer, which fascinates me. By sure, the way, yeah. Uh, to to and he was doing that concurrently to his time as a tight ends coach in Boise at Boise State. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a choice to make at one point. We talked about it in the interview. He talked about it in the interview that he and his wife Cass, just after their son was born, Davis, they had a choice to make whether he would go full time as a a drag racer on the funny car circuit right or whether he would commit to being a football coach but of course he chose football but i i get the idea that there's there's a little drag racer left uh in in brian harson but he is he's a he's a, a fascinating man to be around i don't think we learned a whole lot about his personality um i don't think he lets a lot out at this point anyway uh, when, when I watched his his press conference virtually with everyone else and then sat down with him for that, that half hour or so that day and, he, and they, they, he was doing all kinds of things that day. pictures and, and, and all kinds of things right' uh, that's, that's an intense guy. Uh, there are not a lot of smiles from him and I don't think that means the man isn't happy or content. He's just rather focused yeah in, in the way he goes about things, but we're, we're all going to learn. Uh, What it is like for Brian Harsin to be the head football coach at Auburn University, which I'm sure he has a lot to learn about being in Auburn and the Southeastern Conference and and coaching in the Southeastern Conference as well. So it'll be a learning curve for all of us. So
2: we've only been able to see him when the cameras are on a very formal setting with, you know, whether it was the, the video interview with you or the press conference did you see any other side of him before you guys started filming or maybe afterwards for a few minutes if you guys interacted? Is, is there a different guy yeah. or is that kind of who he is?
0: I, I as far as I know as far as I know Zach that that's the man that, that you see and that's the man that, that he is yeah uh, we, we chatted just briefly. Uh, I asked him about Boise and how large that area is and like Auburn, apparently Boise Idaho is growing at an alarming rate. Sure um, which I found interesting and and it is a much larger area than than I believed it to be, but there wasn't a lot of time for us to sit down and and chit chat mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that will come at some point uh in in some way, but uh, right now his his priorities need to be and are i would think getting that staff together and getting acclimated and and getting settled in as as the head football coach at Auburn,
2: sure, sure. And a lot of fans starting to panic a little bit. Once again, it's Tuesday afternoon as we record this about, you know, oh my gosh, how come we haven't heard any kind of coaching news? But in his conversation with you, it seems like he's being very focused, like you said, and very, I mean, he wants to make sure that he gets the right guys. It does not seem like he's in a hurry, but he understands that the sooner is the better. Is that kind of the impression you got?
0: Well, you know, there's the the saying that his father that his, his father has said as a as the man in, in in drag racing and as a mechanic and that type of thing and his father and I'm paraphrasing here, basically would tell people that came to him for work, you can you can either have it now or you can have it done right. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's a motto for, for, for Brian Carson as the football coach at Auburn. I believe he has the plan. I just don't think we know what that plan is right. at this point. And that may be unsettling for some not to know exactly, but, uh, I don't think that the, he really cares. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. he, he has a plan. He knows what he wants to do. I think he probably has an idea who he wants to hire and we'll, we'll just have to be patient and we will learn like everyone else when, when this staff is, is put together and, and who is on that staff. As, as you and I sit here and talk, I have no insight as to who that will be at this point.
2: We'll continue our conversation with Voice of the Auburn Tigers' Andy Burcham in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by the new and improved Bilt Bar. It's even deliciouser than it was before. They're all 100% covered in chocolate. They're delicious. It's like a slight crunch on the outside with the chocolate and then just uh, a wonderful texture on the inside. They've got 18 amazing flavors: coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, all kinds of different things. Got an email yesterday, and I think we're actually gonna order some dark chocolate cookie dough for a limited time only. So head over to builtbar.com right now to check that out. It's got real cookie dough chunks in it. And it's like you you look at all this, it's like how in the world could this be healthy? Well, it is. It is all the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet if you're into that sort of thing. But, yeah, I mean, all the bars, and look at the flavor profiles and, you know, just kind of the nutrition stats, the macros, as they say. They're all around 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. It's uh, it's great for any diet. So head over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Andy, let's pivot a little bit to basketball. It's been, a, it's been an interesting year already as we are two games into conference play. This team, I mean, it looks like a very talented young team that's just missing its point guard. I mean, how, is it, how has it been being this close to the team so far this season?
0: Well, you know what, Zach? I mean, part of that is I'm not that close to this team okay. at this point. Um, I, I, I'm not able to go to a lot of practices. I'm, I'm not with the team on the road. Uh, you know, right now, as, as you and I talk, the team is busing to Oxford, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I would typically be on that bus, uh, with the team, but we're not making road trips this year. Uh, thanks to the, the edict from the Southeastern conference. And I understand it. I'm I'm not upset about that. That's just the, that's just the facts of it. So, but listen, we knew that this year, and, and Bruce Pearl has been very upfront about it, that this was going to be a, a rebuild maybe a reloading year uh, for this team. Now, the, the one thing that, that I think frustrates the head coach, and he talked about it briefly today when asked if all of the talk and, and, and all of the things that are going on behind the scenes uh, with regard to Sharif Cooper are frustrating, and he had a one-word answer, yes. And that's it. That's all he said. Right. Um, that that's the one thing that, that I think has that has thrown Auburn for a curve this year is not having the highest recruited player in Auburn history available to them right. this year in Sharif Cooper. As a result, Justin Powell was the starting is has been the starting point guard for Auburn and Alan Flanagan has moved into that role. And uh, you know, and and since since that time, Auburn lost the player to the transfer portal, and uh, and Turbo ended up uh, signing with, with South Alabama. Now, Justin Powell was injured, uh, suffered a head injury in the game at Texas A&M last week, and we don't know at this point whether he will be available to Auburn when the Tigers play Ole Miss Wednesday night in Oxford, Mississippi. So, a spot that has been thin. And inexperienced for Auburn at point guard could be even thinner if Powell does not play against uh, Ole Miss. And, and by by all accounts, Sharif Cooper is still not available to Auburn. He has started practicing. I guess he's been practicing with the team for a little over a week. I think that's good news. I don't think that's bad news. But, but you know, there is no word with regard to Sharif Cooper. All of that to say, Zach, we knew this was going to be a year where Auburn might take some lumps. I mean, Auburn is playing primarily freshmen and sophomores right. uh, in the lineup. The, the the lone upperclassman is Jamal Johnson, Jamal, right, who has been terrific for Auburn as a junior and has been Auburn's leading scorer in the first two SEC games with over twenty points off the bench in both of those. But Auburn and Kentucky are the only SEC teams that did not return a player that averaged five points or more from last year's team Auburn lost 84% of its scoring from last year. And for the first time since 1950 and to show you how long ago that is, that's 11 years before I was born, Zach, (laughs) Auburn has Auburn lost this entire starting lineup for the first time since 1950 from last year's team that I think was poised to make a run in the NCAA tournament for the second straight year. Now here's, here's the thing next year. And hopefully Tareef Cooper is back and, and full go for Auburn. And Auburn has a great recruiting class coming in. And all of these freshmen and sophomores are sophomores and juniors. And Jamal Johnson is a senior. I, I think the mood and the way Auburn is perceived by a lot of folks will be drastically different next year than it is this year.
2: Yeah, and you, you mentioned some of those guys that that Auburn lost from last year to this year. I mean... A lottery pick Everybody. is included in there as well.
0: Well, you, you you lost you lost five seniors that at some point in their Auburn career had been starters every game. Yeah. And the guy that, that Bruce Pearl called the, the senior, in Isaac Okoro, who mm-hmm. played like a senior but played as a freshman and started well every game that he played right. for Auburn a year ago, and now plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers is the number five overall pick. So that's a whole lot to lose off of a team. And especially when the guys that are playing now, instead of being upperclassmen like a year ago, are freshmen and sophomores this year. You do that in the SEC and you will take your lumps. And Auburn has in its first two games against an Arkansas team that was undefeated until it lost to Mizzou over the weekend and a Texas A&M team that plays very good defense, much like the team that Auburn will play Wednesday in Ole Miss. Sure. Sure.
2: So the radio guy in mes uh, I got to ask this. I didn't realize you were calling. I didn't realize you weren't going on the road with a with team no. in conference play. I, I had no idea. So what are you guys looking at when you and Sonny call that? We have a big screen TV
0: uh, at Jordan-Hare Stadium just outside our football booth. Uh-huh. And we get the feed, uh, which includes a, 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 a raw video feed and a raw audio feed. And that's, that's what we're – so we're calling it off of the TV monitors like every other visiting radio crew in the Southeastern Conference this year. It has come down from the SEC that, that you, we do not – the visiting radio teams cannot come in and do a game at an SEC venue. It's the same way for women's basketball this year as well. So we're learning how to call these games remotely like, like every other radio crew, men and women in the Southeastern Conference for basketball this year.
2: Does the feed you're able to see, does it move, or is it just kind of a static shot that doesn't move where you can see everything?
0: Uh, well, uh, it, uh, the feed, the, the, the video feed, as I understand it, is much the same video feed that you're seeing while we are watching the game on TV. It's just that there's no announcers uh, with the feed that we're getting. So wow. we are providing the commentary with the video that you're typically seeing for the the, the TV broadcast as well.
2: Interesting, interesting. So uh, it's got to be frustrating when you like can't see something that you want to look at and like comment on,
0: right? That's got to be a huge adjustment. Well, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you, true. You, you, you can't see what you can't see. So sometimes we don't know what, what has happened because we have to rely on, on what we're seeing yeah. on the TV. But you know what? I'm I'm grateful that we're getting a chance to call games. No question. Sure. Be, because last summer there was a lot of people out there saying there would be no athletics, there should be no athletics. Uh, I think these these student athletes are happy to be competing, even if it is in a uh, an Auburn arena that would typically be jam packed with over nine thousand people and it's only eighteen hundred people or, you know, smaller crowds that you know Auburn soccer matches or, or whatever, I think I think these student athletes are, are, are very happy to be competing, and we as the, the announcers, and I've talked to, to most of the, most of the different gentlemen that, that call games in the SEC it is not an ideal situation, but given the opportunity of doing these games even remotely, we'd much rather be doing this than not having a game to call at all. No
2: question. No question about it. We'll continue our conversation with Andy Burcham in just a moment. I want to mention our exclusive partners throughout the Locked On Podcast Network, betonline.ag. It is the best place to bet on anything in the world of sports. Hopefully a lot of you betted for uh, Devonta Smith, the one the Heisman, last night. I think that seemed like a no-brainer. I'm looking for the line on... Auburn Ole Miss I'm I'm wondering if that is out yet it is okay I'm on betonline.ag right now you can bet Auburn plus seven against Mississippi wow Ole Miss favored by seven and the over under is 138 so if you were um if either of those lines excite you if you think Auburn can keep it within seven against Ole Miss tonight you need to head online to betonline.ag And uh, go there, you can make a free account, and then use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, no spaces. For your 50% welcome bonus, it's free money to bet with. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, get in on the action. Bet online. your online sportsbook experts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Andy, as you move into the offseason for football, I know your is very limited because you go from one sport to the other all the way through baseball, but is this offseason for football as you prepare for the 2021 season? how different is it going to be in your preparation with, with new coaches? And, I mean, we don't know how many different position coaches and assistant coaches and all that are going to be involved with all this. But for the most part, I mean, it's going to be a, a brand-new staff from top to bottom. How do, you, how do you prepare for something like that?
0: Well, it's, that, it's an interesting uh, – I don't know exactly how we will prepare for that. Yeah. It's certainly not the first time that it's happened. Uh, there have been different regimes that have come and gone at Jordan-Hare Stadium, and this is the, the newest, the latest for Auburn. I hope we get the opportunity, um, as, as time permits, to, to get to know Coach Harson and his staff and get an opportunity to see these Auburn players. And it, it's going to be a different Auburn team out there with, with the news of Seth Williams and Flash and, and Eli Stovall all, all indicating they're going uh, to the NFL draft. So it, it's right. going to be a different look. Auburn team. I think spring practice this year is going to be as important as it's been perhaps in a couple decades. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 we've heard many, many stories of that first spring practice when Coach Dye was tired. And I think this is a very important spring practice. Here's one reason is because there was no spring practice last year. Right. So that offensive line never got a chance to play together, really, until the season began this year. That's another spot for Auburn that has the potential to return everybody from an offensive line that, you know, by the end of the year was, was you know, that was patchwork at best. So there's going to be a lot of brand new stuff that we deal with with Auburn football. But that's all right. There's typically new players that we, you know, that we, we, we learn about. There's typically a new staff member you know, on board. It's just this year, it'll be everybody that we're we're getting to know. And hopefully we'll get the opportunity to be around them, to learn about them, learn about their styles, and that type of thing. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's very, very exciting. Sure, sure. And you mentioned
2: the receivers that have now, you know, they're they're entering the NFL. But, I mean, the guys that you assume will step in are, are guys that you're familiar with. I mean, Elijah Canyon and... Kobe Hudson, who was just a natural wide receiver, and then Capers, whose uh, surgery apparently went well on his foot, um, got that news uh, earlier today. But th-
0: it's it's guys
2: that you've called before. It's just going to be right. obviously you know bigger roles for those guys.
0: Well, and add Malcolm Johnson, sure, uh, to that list. Uh, you know who reclassified didn't play a whole lot in in his first season at Auburn. Very fast. You know guys like like Cedric Jack or Shed Jackson mm-hmm. that hopefully is going to return. For Auburn, that gives Auburn some some you know veteran uh, play there. Yeah. Listen, I think we all thought that this this young recruiting class for receivers was going to be a very very good one. Well, they're going to get a chance to to display themselves maybe earlier in their careers than we thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we were all hoping that one or three, all three of those guys, Eli Stove, Seth Williams, and Anthony Schwartz would come back. Turns out, all three are going to the NFL so all right it's time for the young guys to step up and they'll get that opportunity coming up this season
2: from a scheme perspective as far as what Harson does on offense at least what we saw him do at (coughs) Boise State for the last several years and what Gus did at Auburn over the last eight seasons it's pretty different as far as you know pace and and different formations and substitutions is that a change up that you're looking forward to kind of, you know, calling a different style of offense just because it's different and, you know, it, it's been successful everywhere it's been? Or is that something that you've just kind of trained yourself to be able to describe what you see and it doesn't really matter? Probably
0: probably the latter. Yeah. Um, I, I think I like, like anyone else, wants to see Auburn to be more consistent mm-hmm. offensively, it, whether it's the, the, you know, the hurry up style. Whether it's more of a pro style, I just want Auburn to be successful offensively, uh, be more consistent offensively, uh, to be more effective from an offensive standpoint. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how a, how a Brian Parson offense looks as the head coach at Auburn as compared to what he put on the field as the head coach at Boise State. Is it the same style? Probably. It's going to be interesting to see who he hires as both of his coordinators, I think one thing that, that Auburn will do immediately is improve up front offensively and defensively from a physical standpoint. Not that, that Auburn hasn't been physical, but I think that will be one of the points of emphasis for Brian Harson When I asked him about his style, the first thing he talked about wasn't, well, we're a no huddle, downhill running. No, he talked about we've got to be better offensively, and defensively at the line of scrimmage. And I think if, if you watched Auburn this season, you would have to, to agree that, that Auburn needs to be better on both sides of the ball up front. Andy Burcham,
2: thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Zach. Have a great day. Happy
0: New Year, my friend.
2: Thank you so much to Andy Burcham. Hope you guys enjoyed that. We will recap the Auburn Ole Miss game as well as talk about some of the, the hires that Harson has made on uh, tomorrow's edition of Locked On Auburn. We'll see you then. Follow me on Twitter at zblackberry. follow show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. See you tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn.
0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only.
2: Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete
0: line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast
0: ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.